And now, some Rick Grimes memes as read to you in the style of Rick Grimes. I attached all my watches together to make a belt, Coral. Please don't, Dad. It was a waste of time, Coral. A waste of time, Coral. What's a pirate's favorite letter, Coral? Sorry, Dad, stop. You may think that, Coral, but a pirate's favorite and first love is always the sea, Coral. The sea, Coral, the sea. I didn't even answer the Coral. Coral, Coral. cannot believe that we got Snicky Rhymes in here, infamous Rick Grimes impersonator into the Spooky Toast studio today. Snickety Rhymes. Snickety motherfucking Rhymes. The guy with the rhymes. That would be a fantastic battle rapper name. It would be. That should be your battle rapper name. My battle Lucius. rapper name? No, if I ever have a battle rapper name, it's going to be Delucious. Mm. So everyone's like, what up, Delucious? And I'll be like, I am Delucious. Thank you. Nice. Uh, it's pretty fancy. Absolutely. We are Spooky Toast Podcast. I'm Zoe Valentine, and I'm sitting here with Lucius Blackworth. Hi, Lucius. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Fantastic, thanks. I'm very excited for today's episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about zombies. Zombie is my favorite topic of all time. Yeah, it's one of the uh, one of the funner things that's on my list of loves in the world. Yeah, zombies are basically the best in, like... The scariest creatures out there. Yep, absolutely. But uh, before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about this crazy motherfucker that I found on the internet. And the reason for that is because (laughs) it is the scariest thing in the world. We'll post a link to it so you can see this. But uh, Cannibal Killer slaughtered and ate 23 pizza delivery men, six Jehovah's Witnesses, two postmen, and that's just in the past seven years. Uh, this guy is uh, looking a little scary <laughs> right there. Probably got the shakes from eating so many people. He's been busy. Um, yeah, this article comes to us from World News Daily Report. I'm sure um, that's legit. That sounds reputable, um, as all our articles will when they're read at this particular portion of the show. You'll understand that we uh, do fact-checking to a bare, bare minimum, but we do trust our sources to a mediocre degree, kind of, maybe. Ivan Fedorovich Yanukovych, 56, could be linked to a number of mysterious disappearances in the area, believe officials. Yanukovych was interrogated by police after neighbors complained about him using a chainsaw late at night and reported the man being covered in blood. When police arrived to the scene, Yanukovych was found butchering a dead body in the garage and preparing what police officers described as large quantities of ground Meat mixed with an aromatic blend of spices. The suspect admitted to preying on unsuspecting delivery men from local restaurants, several postmen, and even a number of Jehovah's Witnesses. Assistant Chief Jeff Buchanan told reporters, "There's a little picture of Jeff oh, here talking to the." Oh, he's so Yeah, fancy. no, I done it. No, apparently, this happened in Houston. In Texas. Wow, that's pretty fancy. Pretty fancy indeed. Pretty far away from us, thank um, God. Yeah. Not because it's Texas, but because cannibals. Absolutely, we don't want cannibals living next door to us. But 
where we live, it can sometimes get cold, which is a fantastic way to preserve meat if you are a cannibal. Just saying, freeze your meat, be a cannibal. That's up to you. You can make your own life choices. Yanukovych, 56, who lives with his mother, Anastasia Z. Yanukovych, 93, and who rents the house basement to a local student, seem to blend into the community and never arouse suspicion from neighbors. Okay, but have you seen him? He does not blend into the community. Uh, I mean, what if he was pretending to be a rock or, like, a beanbag? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that, like... The fact that he's a cannibal and the fact that, like, that's what he looks like, I don't know. Well, that's pretty judgy just, of you right no. there. You're like, wow, he looks like this and he's a cannibal. It it just makes sense when you see his face and you learn he's a cannibal. You're like, of course he is. Yeah, the he's interesting thing is that uh, I, he had to have somebody helping him, which I assume was his mother or somebody else. Oh, um, yeah. Because, like... You're, you're not that big and that scary looking and cross-eyed. And number one, how can he see when he's cross-eyed? Number two, I feel like the victims could outrun him. Just throwing that out there. Probably. Uh, when interrogated by authorities, Yanukovych apparently showed some remorse about killing the delivery men and postmen who were just doing their jobs. But said the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses really annoyed him and he wished that he had taken more out. Wow. Terrorism against Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, kind of like Hannibal. Hannibal eating um, rude people. Oh my God, yes. Hannibal eating rude people is my favorite thing in the world. Everybody's got to have an idol, right? Tom Duvall, a local Jehovah's Witness organization spokesman, said that he is relieved that members of our local chapter can now feel safe. And these courageous souls have not ended in this vile man's belly. But in God's belly. Ew, God's belly? I guess what? so. Um, it is, is belly of God. God created this guy. Okay, Jehovah's Witnesses, email us and tell us about God's belly. Because, like, yeah. what is that? I don't it, get it. Is it literal? Well. Figurative? It, it could be figurative. It could be literal. I think God's belly is in all of us. Oh, no. I hope not. Well, how do you think Mary felt? Huh? Wasn't that through her ear or something? What? That she got impregnated? Like just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God came down, and he's all like, now I'm Jesus. And everyone's like, I'm the son of God. <laughs> but actually, he was God. And then he jerked off right into Mother Mary's ear, mm-hmm. and then bam, immaculate conception. No one can prove that it happened because <laughs> immaculately conceived through the fucking ear. Yep. God's belly. God's bellers. And if convicted of his crimes, Ivan Fedorovich Yanukovych faces a maximum prison sentence of 2,675 years in jail, believe experts. I don't know who those experts are, but apparently (laughs) he's going to jail for a long time. What's the point of even incarcerating somebody that long? Why wouldn't you just like put him down at that point? It's like, well. Because they layer offenses on. It's like weird. They don't like overlap. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. They just layer them. I feel like you should just be able to be like, okay, 2,600 years, that's a lot of taxpayer dollars. Um, Or, irony, we ground him up to meat (laughs) and feed him to the rest of the inmates here as his punishment, but he has to watch. So you keep him alive? Yeah, absolutely. Make him watch you like cuts. Yeah. I like that idea. You see those big cross eyes of his? He's going to fucking, I bet they go straight when he gets scared. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well. So rude. That's your News Minute brought to you by (laughs) Lucius Blackworth. And this has been from the worldnewsdailyreport.com.
Cue music. Super spooky action news. Hey, Carl. Did you hear that Beth can't handle her liquor? Shots just go straight to her head. Dad, please tell me you didn't just say that joke to her. I thought about it, Coral, but I was worried it would blow her mind. It would blow her mind, Coral. Coral, you me rent, Coral. Can you hear me, Coral? Well, that was Slickety Rhymes in-house at Spooky Toast Podcast, doing his very, very best Rick Rhymes impersonations. Good job, Slickety. Yeah, some would even say the best Grimes impersonation in the entire world. Um, also, some would say that uh, we definitely um, need to get Rick Grimes on the show one day. So if you're listening, Andrew Lincoln, come hang out with us. It'll be fun. I promise. Hey, Lucius. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm a little bit hungry and mm. I'm craving a little bit of brains. Oh, you know what you sound like? A zombie. I was going to go for that. Who, who the fuck on The Wizard of Oz was the one that wanted brains? Which one didn't I have brains? I had a brain. I feel like... Tin Man, Heart, Courage for the Lion. Scarecrow have a brain? No, the Scarecrow was the one that didn't have a brain. And yet he yeah. was the one who became the king of fucking yeah, cause, Oz. Yeah, because he wanted a brain, right? Mm-hmm. That was his thing. So technically it could be... A, the Scarecrow. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. You're Especially right. the really icky Scarecrow in that other movie, The Blizzard of Oz. The no, Blizzard no, of Oz? Sorry, Return to a, Oz? Yeah. No, both of those are Ozzy Osbourne albums. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, Return to Oz. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I thought of it just Such now. Such a good movie and so scary. Very scary. Uh, no, we're talking about zombies. and Zombies. They are much more fascinating than you might think. Do you see this big smile on my face, like, the second we start to talk about zombies? I bet everyone can hear it right now. Yeah, I'm pretty happy right now. If you can't hear the smile on her voice, let me describe it to you. It goes from one side of her face to the other and slightly ascends on either side to create this dip in her lips. Lucia's describing a smile. Yep. Thank you for that. (laughs) No problem. Well, let's... Get to some motherfucking zombie talk. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yeah, where are we going to start? Let's start with the zombies' origins. Nice. Sound good. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Zombies originated in Haiti. Zombie means animated corpse, and it's rooted in the voodoo, like Haitian religion. Zombie is like a person who has their mind controlled by someone else. Or at least that was the like original Haitian concept. Of zombie. Yeah, and that's the first time that, like, Europeans kind of had written about it or it started to come up in literature and exploration and stuff like that. I believe it was in uh, South Africa. But then later went over to Haiti because that's where people brought a bunch of slaves. And I believe it was owned by the French. They brought the slaves over to uh, Haiti down in the Caribbean. Um, And they eventually uprised and started their own places. Anyways, um, politics aside of that particular place, during this particular time, there was a little bit of the old South African religion that has come across. And a lot of that is what we call voodoo today. And it was, a lot of it was spells, potions, crazy ancient blood rituals, um, as well as things like mind control, all kind of fitting into this. Uh, 
cool little idea of where zombies came from. And Wade Davis was one of the first ones to really dig into the subject. Yeah, he was an anthropologist that was born in Canada and kind of looking at literature over the past and looking at literature where zombies kind of came up in reference, he decided to dig into the subject of zombies. Um, so what he did was he basically tracked down, and I guess this took him like a few years, he tracked down some zombie people and people that knew about the zombies and went through this big rigmarole to find out that it was a all rigmarole. yeah yeah, <laughs> I yeah like that it, word thanks um <laughs> it, that it was all kind of based in um this old world religion of voodoo and then after basically getting a zombie powder that was fake he convinced somebody to give him a real zombie poison and that's when he noticed how the poison was made so he could take it home and analyze it in the u.s oh cool um u.s or europe i can't remember which um i think it was um in the u.s but uh yeah so this guy he basically noticed a couple couple main points that i thought were pretty gruesome were one uh there was this frog and this serpent where basically he put this frog in a uh, little container underground but he put the serpent in there with it uh, couldn't get at it but mm -hmm. that frog being scared excreted a whole bunch of rando toxins and uh, these weird things because it was scared it's that was its defense mechanism and i think the snake had um some venom or some stuff that could kind of start to eat through your skin as well uh, and there was some vegetative stuff that they added to this potion and when this kind of all concoction got together it would do basically a few things to you it would kill you mm -hmm. and then it would bring you back in a zombie-like state from the dead and this was all done with voodoo there was a guy in the late 1700s early 1800s uh, that had basically disappeared for 18 years and he showed up randomly in his village 18 years after he had died what? with this incredible tale about how he was a zombie slave and he had zombie voodoo masters and he finally broke free of this um, and like none of this made sense right like these things just aren't plausible but yeah. based on the uh, based on the kind of medical technology at the time um, these people at the time very much did seem dead and also very much alive and so when he took this uh, concoction um, back to analyze it wherever it was he found that there was a couple different things in there a lot of the plant matter and the toxins that the um, frog secreted had physiological effects so basically what would happen is it would create a little bit of a sore on you and then that way it would be able to get into your bloodstream and then once it was in your bloodstream there was another chemical that comes from blowfish that essentially would kill you to the point of slowing your breathing um, and having your body shut down and kind of go into a hibernative state where you, you don't have a pulse anymore um, to the, you know, again, medicine at the time. So what would happen with these guys, they would basically get murdered they would come into contact with the zombie poison zombie potion yeah yeah they they called I'm it them as little potions yeah the thing i was the thing I, it was basically a zombie potion it was a little little voodoo potion that's pretty cool yeah um, or not because it was used for maybe bad reasons but. they they were kind of bad reasons but also at the same time it was just you know it was Maybe the results of an oppressive society because of, of you know, being slaves before, or maybe it was just based on a different kind of need from a different kind of dark, dark, brutal, scary time. 
this guy had this tale on this guy that came back 18 years later and basically said that like he was conscious through the whole thing like he remembered his funeral he remembers being buried and then when he was dug up later he was beaten and bound by his new voodoo masters so essentially once this guy kind of comes out of this drug induced coma induced stupor they like beat him and bind him and psychologically torture him feed him more of these kind of drugs to keep him in this state and would literally use them as slaves and these were seen as zombie hordes being used as slaves and you know to anybody else's eye they were in fact the undead that had risen and the reason that people started finding out about it years later was because later on they would break away from this drug-induced coma and break away from their masters and then escape and go back to their family to everyone's utter surprise and then bingo bango people are alive so this is kind of like where a lot of the idea of a zombie is kind of rooted right and these ones aren't like they're not like the flesh-eating romero uh zombies that are in our current pop culture and like super popular back in that day and age you know you watch somebody that you thought was dead 18 years ago i'm sure it would have spooked you just as much as some of those romero zombies oh yeah for sure yeah that's super cool and so this guy wade davis he like basically documented that stuff and like published books yeah he had a couple books on the matter um there was the serpent and the rainbow um about the zombies in uh haiti and there was uh, another one as well called the dark something or other um and that one i guess was a little more academic as far as the research goes it showed a little more nitty-gritty detail of the the potions and things like that oh that's really cool yeah that sounds interesting so other than the um, Haitian zombies. Zombies are actually mentioned in a book, one of the earliest literary works to mention zombies. It's called The Epic of Gilgamesh, which, like, that's pretty. That sounds pretty fancy. Pretty legit. Yeah. And there's this dude named Ishtar, and he says, I will raise up the dead and they will eat the living, and the dead will outnumber the living. When there's no more so, room in hell. Zombies. There are other cultures that have had zombies within their folklore, like actually many. It's almost every culture has some mention of zombies. Okay, so if you're a nerd like me and like Lucius, although he likes to deny that he's a nerd, you may have played Skyrim. And in Skyrim, there are these dudes called Draugrs, and they're actually based off of these undead Vikings who had an insatiable hunger for human flesh from like Scandinavia back in the day. And they were like Scandinavia's version of like Viking zombies. Oh, that's so scary. And the scary thing about them is like, they kind of know what they are. Like they have some intelligence. They're not just like these corpses that are aimlessly wandering around. Like they have some intention and it delights in what it is. Absolutely. That's why you can find really, really cool movies like Red Snow, which are about Nazi zombies up in the uh, Scandinavian Icelandic, or sorry, not Icelandic. Um, Nordic? Help me out where the, the Swiss people are. The and Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> um, Norway, Finland, all those good places. Um, yeah. <laughs> What yeah. the hell was I even talking about? We were talking about, um, I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> yeah. 
But we shan't let anyone know that we don't know what we're talking about, for we are the experts. Indeed, we're zombie experts. Okay. Indeed. Can I continue? Oh, yeah. So the other creepy thing about the droggers is that the only way you can kill it, you can't, like, headshot it or anything. You have to actually, like, lure it back into the ground. And, like, the average, like, hero, like, the average Viking hero cannot kill one of these things. Like, you have to be, like, a god to kill them. Like, they're really scary. And they'll, like, haunt your nightmares. So what you're saying is Skyrim is not historically accurate. Uh, I'm saying it is historically accurate. But I can take them out with, like, a couple arrows. Okay, okay. Skyrim missed the mark slightly, but the Mm. fact that they included joggers in the game, I'm pretty happy about. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty scary, too. If you've never played Skyrim, you should do yourself a favor. Go play it. Be a nerd with us. Come hang out. Hell yeah. All right. The other kind of zombies that I thought were cool from, like, non-Romero arc, like, zombie culture are these things called revenants. Re- revenants? Revenants. Like revenants. So like, okay, you think your little Wade Davis guy is cool? Let me tell you. My little about- <laughs> Wade Davis guy. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you. I just you. got a little Wade Davis here in my pocket. I just bring him out for special <laughs> occasions. He's my anthropological morphical friend. Come Listen. on, Wade. Come on, Wade. Tell tell him all what you do. Well, that hi. Oh, hey, Wade. Wade and Spooky Toast Studios, welcome. I hunt for zombies. You hunt for zombies? Yes, in Haiti. But do you hunt for them or do you just like steal their potion recipes and try and sell them in books and basically exploit their culture? I'm stealing your culture right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well... It's been great having you, Wade Davis. Get out of here, Wade Davis. Damn, that guy just talks forever. Uh, all right, back to the real matter at hand. All right, so Wade Davis was what, like 50s? So what you're saying is Wade Davis was a chump. I'm telling you that there's somebody before Wade Davis. Before Wade Davis. 17th century Western European. Oh. He was the first zombie hunter. And do you want to know what his name is? This can't be the guy. What do you mean? I'm telling you, I love how you're like deflecting from me trying to tell you about this actual zombie hunter and you're just like, I just noticed a huge fact-checking thing. Whatever whatever research I did was wrong. This guy's still alive. Did you think he was I said he was lived in the 1700s. (laughs) (laughs) All right, PSA. I just realized Wade Davis didn't become alive in the 1700s and he's like, Alive right now. He's 65 years old, born in 1953. But this bench is literally still alive and he goes and like steals Haitian voodoo zombie potions. No, no, he paid for them. Did he? Yeah. Okay, with thousands of dollars. All right. Well, somebody else's soul. All right. Yeah, he just analyzed the potion. He didn't take anybody's soul with it. Nice. (laughs) I roll me down. All right, so as I've been trying to tell you, do you want to hear about the first zombie hunter that ever lived? It's not uh, It's not that guy that hunts zombies, is it? It is. His oh. name is William of Newburgh. Oh, that's not the guy I thought it was at all. 17th century Western Europe. He wrote about spirits who became hungry, dead, who need to feed on the living. Oh. So like he wrote all these journals. 
he called them revenants. So, and they're kind of more like, they're kind of more like ghosts, like spirits rather than like reanimated corpses. Oh yeah, I gotcha. He was really curious about zombies. So like, or revenants rather. And he was one of the first people to like want to understand why, because that concept is so, it's like in every different culture and it like dates back so far. Yeah. And this guy took notice of it and he is like, I want to understand it. Um, and this is one of the things that he wrote. One would not easily believe that corpses would come out of their graves unless there were many cases supported by ample testimony. Oh. So he was like, I'm going to prove that there are these revenants, which are basically zombies. So that's another take on a different kind of zombie that I thought was kind of interesting. Did he prove it? Um, I want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just go with that. Yeah, we'll put links in our bio. Check yep. us out on Instagram. Yeah. At? Uh, Spooky Toast Podcast. Spooky Toast Podcast. I begrudgingly run our social media accounts, so just follow me to make me feel better because I hate it. Yeah. I just can't, but... Yeah. She can't. She can't. Follow Spooky Toast Podcast if you want. Yeah. If you feel like it. All right. Or not. F you. And if you don't follow us on Spooky Toast Podcast Instagram, uh, go over to that uh, Apple Podcast thing. Give us a review. Love oh, us yeah. or hate us. We'd love the review anyway. We love if, a review. Yeah, if it's really, really awful and you really hate us, we'll probably read it on the air too. Oh, yeah. Roast us and we'll roast you roasting us. And it'll be, oh. we'll roast you more than we roast Rick Grimes. And that's saying something. Oh, Rick. Look at me, Coral. I know you're just a ghost because you're dead now, but I'm alive, Coral. We're all alive because of me, Coral. <sighs> All right, Rick. So, <laughs> slickety, what was it? Slickety rhymes. Slickety rhymes. Wow. He's gone now. Don't worry about it. Okay. He did. So, shh. Don't sleep, say that. Sleep now, Rickety. Sleep, Rickety. James Rickety. Sweet princess, gone. Should this podcast be ASMR? Yeah. Okay. Email us and let us know if you want ASMR spooky toast. Podcast at gmail.com. All right, we're fucking annoying. All right. Now, I want to talk a bit about why zombies are so popular and, like, why are people obsessed with zombies? Why are, like, you, you and I, like, bonded over zombies. Mm, indeed. Right? Like, there's so many... So it's just everyone is obsessed with zombies. You got like all these shows, all this media. And so that got me to thinking like, why do we fear zombies? Why do we fear dead things? Why do we fear dead things coming back to life and eating people? What do you think? We're scared of them because we have to be. <laughs> oh my God. Is that you? Did you come back to life again? Nah, me Rickety? Oh, what? <laughs> I'm all grown up now, saying like my daddy, baby coral. Okay. Hey, man, baby Jesus. <laughs> all right. You guys are really tired and slightly vague, so we're sorry. Oh, so, 
some of the reasons why people kind of like instinctually fear zombies so much is because zombies are basically cannibals. Zombies zombies are people or they used to be people and they eat other people. Yeah, so you got like your friends and relatives that are feasting on you and or your loved ones as well. And people, yeah, and people as a whole are like disgusted by cannibalism. It's like a thing that makes someone like feel disgust and fear just like because humans naturally don't want to be eaten. Humans fear becoming food. Yeah, I think cannibalism is a uh, pretty taboo thing in most realms of uh, being a mammal. Most mammals don't really eat their own kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but spiders, spiders will eat the fucking children. A mantis okay. will fucking eat the face off of something else. There's lots of cannibal bugs, though. I have a little fun fact about baby spiders oh. because I love baby spiders. Okay. Okay. So once all these baby spiders got loose in my room and they were like hanging down from the ceiling, like coming down. I was like, oh my God, there's so many spiders. So I went and asked my roommate, I was like, what should I do? She's like, don't worry about it. Like basically one spider or maybe two or three will just eat all the other baby spiders. Like the baby spiders eat each other until they become the strongest spider. Yeah, that's... uh... That's a scary thing about spiders. I was like kind of zombie-like. Man, I have killed so many fucking... I've let a lot go out of respect for you, but I've also had to kill a couple crazy big fucking spiders. Don't kill spiders. We live in a land that time has forgotten, and the spiders here are fucking the size of my goddamn head. And I'm not... They're cute and fluffy. They aren't... They... To, to you, they're cute and fluffy. To me, they're little fucking eight-legged death mutants. Looking at me with them beady little eyes. One jumped at me the other day. I was so fucking scared. He was trying to give you a hug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spiders want to hug me. They got death coming around the door. Yep. Just like zombies. Just like zombies. <laughs> because of this, like, super instinctual fear people have of, like, dead things coming back to life, cannibalism and all that stuff, people started to create, like, burial rituals. People started to create burial rituals. Sometimes people would put like rocks in corpses' mouths so they couldn't bite. Um, A lot of coffins will have like nails and restraints and a bunch of cultures. Like people actually tie up the bodies, Mm. burning bodies, because people fear the dead coming back to life. The Norse developed a ritual, which I thought was interesting. They developed all these rituals to confuse the dead so they couldn't make it back to their houses. So they'd carry them out of the house feet first. So they could like see. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Strange. Also kind of rude. It's like, you're dead now. Don't come back. Exactly. Yeah. If you ever die, you're allowed to, you know, live in my house. Thanks. Zombie me can live here. That's exciting. Absolutely. So that's kind of the uh, little history and like our general take on zombies. And you're thinking of talking a little bit about... Zombies and pop culture. Obviously, there's lots of mentions of zombies throughout all kinds of uh, works and religious facets and all kinds of cool little things throughout history where people got some idea of the dead either coming back to life or we're eating each other for sustenance or maybe we're just have zombie dogs. Who knows? But the important thing 
is that I think it's time for a break. Coral, it's Rick. We all gotta work together, Coral. And until we work together, everyone's just gonna remember that you killed your mother, Coral. You killed her, Coral. Lorraine is dead because of you, or whatever the fuck her name was. Coral? Coral? Look at me, Coral! Alright, so we've discussed about where zombies come from, like, culturally and historically, and now we're going to talk about pop culture zombies, which is one of my favorite things, because it's going to include some shows we like, some video games we like, a couple of cool zombie movies that we recommend, and just cool-ass zombie shit that... As popularized by the Romero zombie type. Yeah, and zombies are everywhere, um, even if you don't realize it. They kind of dominated culture for a little while. They seem to come back in kind of, you know, waves and swings as far as what's popular and uh, what's not. So we got, you know, Romero hits the scene um, back in like, what was it, the late 70s? 70s, Yeah, yeah. early 70s. It was black and white, um, Night of the Living Dead. And that was kind of the first one uh, that is largely credited for how people view zombies today. Even though. Was it in black and white? Yeah. And he didn't once mention uh, zombies. They're ghouls, right? I I can't remember what they called them uh, in the movie. Ironically enough. I think in my research I heard something about ghouls, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Streaming services need to get your shit together. It's amazing how hard it is to actually find a lot of these zombie movies that aren't a giant pile of shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Some are uh, good, but... There are a lot of really good ones that are, like, hard to find. Yeah, you know, all the classics are, like, just not there anymore. But, yeah, so that guy kind of started it. And then throughout the creation of time, even just looking at um, movies in the franchise of zombies and that kind of horror genre aspect, um, there's a ton of stuff to list off. Yeah. Ton of movies and TV shows. Do, do we want to go through a few of our favorite ones? Yeah. Okay. Um. One of my favorite, I'll just talk about one of my favorite zombie movies uh, is Train to Busan, which is a Korean zombie movie. And I personally think that like Korean horror movies are some of the best and like they're so different and interesting. Yeah, the way the zombies move in uh, Train to Busan, you can watch that on Netflix. So if you have a chance, go watch it if you want to pause right here, right here. Yep, pause right now. Okay, good. You watched it. Um, (laughs) We're going to give you all kinds of spoilers. So, well, maybe I won't spoil that much for you. Um, What I will tell you is like walls of zombies, like the way the zombies come at you and accumulate, like it's scary. They're so, they're fast. Yeah, they're like rage zombies, Uh like something you would find in 28 days or 28 days or 28 weeks later, uh, where they both kind of have that rage zombie aspect and i think a lot of the stuff from the the zombies that go crazy i think a lot of that stuff is kind of based in the idea of rabies totally um, and how that is a viral infection and it's spread by the bite it's spread by saliva um we'll talk a little bit more about how that uh, could possibly play out a little bit later um but yeah there's all kinds of zombie movies that should make your wish list and to put on your watch next list uh if you haven't watched them so things like Dawn of the Dead, things like Train Busan. Zombieland is a good one. Yeah, Zombieland 2 just came out. Haven't quite watched it yet. So if you have, do me a favor, uh, shoot us an email or hit us up on Facebook, spooktoastpodcast, gmail.com, and (laughs) 
Give me spoilers for Zombieland 2 because there's no movie theater anywhere around me because I live in a castle in the dark and I sleep mm-hmm. upside down uh, when I'm not in my coffin. That's right, you do. Yeah, that's the best right, way I do. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those are like just some really good ones. And of course, then there are shows like The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, which are based off of graphic novels. And those ones are like just running for years and years and super fucking popular. Yeah, you you met Slickety Grimes, Nimes, Bimes, Minity Limes um, at the beginning of the podcast there with Coral E being dead. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of spoilers right now. If you haven't watched <laughs> the series, here is what you are missing. Glenn gets hit with a baseball bat oh in God. the face. Carl shoots that's his brutal. own mother in the face. And that's why Rick is going up. He's like, no, Coral. No. Coral, oh my, oh no, Coral, no, Coral. And that's basically what happens after Coral shoots uh, Lori in the face. Um, There's a girl named Andrea. She's annoying. And I was really happy when she died, uh, which she will. Just so you know, everybody's basically going to die, except Rick is not dead. No, Rick's with Junk Lady. Yeah, Junk Lady, Trash Can Andrea. <laughs> Except she's not like Andrea. I like her a lot no, more than I like cool. Andrea. She's pretty cool. She's an artist. I yeah, like yeah, she makes sculptures they, and shit. Um, hang on, are, are you going to just give every single spoiler you can for The Walking Dead? Is that you're going to be your synopsis? Nah, I'm <laughs> almost done. <laughs> okay. Momo shows back up. Uh, man, that fucking Eugene is just an asshole pretty much throughout yeah. the whole thing. So you got that to look forward to. What Ironically, he doesn't die. Daddy Negan. Yeah, there's Daddy Negan. <laughs> so basically, Negan starts out as baby Negan. And he's got Lucille. And he's like, oh, fancy that. I'm Negan. And Let's make Negan a deal. Yeah. And he does a speech. And basically, there's three seasons of Negan talking. People uh, who haven't seen The Walking Dead are going to be like so lost right now. Yeah, but the big thing to remember is, is that Negan... Negan is reincarnated as Daddy Negan. Because he's a daddy to baby Judith. Yeah, baby Judith. The irony that Negan, Rick's most mortal enemy, raises Rick's daughter, he's which the is only one who takes care of her. Yeah. Spoiler, Shane's daughter. Oh my god, we just spoiled the entire Walking Dead. Also, yeah. last season of Walking Dead, terrible. The like the like lady who was like a walker. Oh, yeah. She was so boring. She yeah. Actually, you know what? She was kind of scary. It, it, just it's funny because, like, in this Walking Dead, they, like, battle these people that, like, dressed up in zombie skin and blood and stuff. And they're, like, act like it's this big scandalous thing. But we were watching some of the earlier episodes, and uh, I think it was season five-ish when Carol was all, like, burn some people, and then Rick was all mad. Um, but basically, she comes back and... She, like, puts blood all over herself, dresses up a zombie, um, and does the exact same thing. So for them to be a hero in a previous season is, ironically, uh, somebody who grew into the villain in a later season. But the great thing is, is that the spinoff, Fear of the Walking Dead, has this kid in it named Nick. And he's pretty badass. He's a junkie. And, uh, yeah, he puts blood all over himself and blends in as well. Yeah, that's, like, a really good way to blend in with zombies and to if you assume that zombies go by like scent then if you're covered with zombie blood and guts they're not going to be able to smell you if you walk like a zombie you'll just basically assimilate to them yeah they seem to there's a lot of zombies without noses though so how does how does that reflect 
I guess they can still smell through their face hole or something. Yeah, or maybe they're kind of like, if they are more animalistic, they can maybe smell through their like open mouths oh, or something. Oh, like the pores on their open wounds. Yeah, it's somehow they, I think they mostly go by sound though. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you really liked Fear of the Walking Dead for a while, didn't you? Yeah, for a while. That's a good show. I recommend it. I mean, it's, it can be slow going sometimes, but it's a pretty good Good zombie show. Yeah, we won't spoil that one as much for you. <laughs> Nick dies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, also, I wanted to mention something. Um, so there's a there's another show called Z Nation, which really um is kind of its own weird subgenre, um, which is basically zombie comedy. Um, so it's really brutal, really graphic, a lot like The Walking Dead, except it's funny and it has, you know, doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and there's actually a few zombie movies like that, like Shaun of the Dead, um yeah, yeah Z Nation. Um, so if you want to laugh and be grossed out kind of and zombie yeah zombie land as well yeah absolutely they could throw that in there mm-hmm. fucking Woody Harrelson that guy's scary he's a badass yeah and there are also a bunch of zombie video games yeah we actually bonded on some zombie video games the first one we tried to anyways but it turns out that like playing Black Ops Zombies 2 on PC with two people is really difficult yeah uh, but it's so fun, like zombie, like original Black Ops Zombies, super fun zombie game. Yeah, Call of Duty was was a great zombie game for a very, very long time. I lost a lot of my life to killing mm-hmm. zombies and doing all kinds of crazy things. I will say, though, they've really let the franchise go. I had uh, Black Ops 4, I think it was, and it was supposed to be like the best new zombie thing ever. Um, Black Ops 4 zombies, I don't really recommend it. It's fun. There's a lot of cool things to do, but like... The queues take forever to get in line with anyone, and it's glitchy, and it's it's a bad game. A lot of people give, like, Fallout 76 uh, shit for being a shitty game. Well, fuck, man. Zombies has been pretty much the same forever, and it's still fucking shitty. So, the newest one, yeah. yeah we like, don't recommend it, it's, that. It's gotten worse. Like, some of the original ones are great, but <clears throat> the new ones, eh, not so much. No. I know it's true. The Telltale Walking Dead games are fantastic. Yeah, they're really cool. You can I get them on iPad them. and stuff, too. Yeah, that's right. Or even on your phone, can't you? Uh, I'm no? not sure. Maybe an iPhone. I know you can't for Android. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's a super fun zombie game. There are a lot of them out there. Like, you can essentially every single day surround yourself with zombies in some media form or another, and we recommend it as therapy. Yeah, therapy is always a good thing to have, especially when it comes to zombies. And, like, zombies, like makes so many different iterations in video games too like speaking of um fallout like fallout has their ghouls which are essentially like yeah. radiation zombies you know skyrim I mean? has the droger yeah Draugr. yeah and like they call them walkers in the walking dead and then fear of the walking dead they seem to bounce around a lot with what random people in that area call them which is kind of confusing um Okay, so I'm just gonna stop here. Like, I know we weren't gonna give you any spoilers in Fear of the Walking Dead, but I gotta, I gotta gripe about something, and I know you're the person to talk to because you want to listen to me gripe about Fear of the Walking Dead. Hopefully, everyone has seen Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, if you haven't, um, spoilers if you haven't. Yeah, there's this season where the villain is 
known as the filthy woman and it's just a lady who like no one helped her and her husband so she started like killing people and poisoning water and shit and like just she's just like oh my god i'm so distraught by the fact that nobody pulled over to save my husband who was impaled by a giant steel girder which couldn't possibly be removed and there was no way anyone could help him anyways but i'm so mad at you momo yeah she she basically was one of these like tragic villains who like one person didn't stop to help her so now she hates everyone and she's like if you accept help I'm gonna kill you or like mate or I'm gonna hurt you or whatever like she was the weakest villain of any zombie movie I was like screaming the entire time watching it because I just could not handle how just we like that's no reason for vengeance what one person didn't help you exactly there's even scenes though like Aside from that vengeance, like, they had so many opportunities to kill her, and they just never did. She was literally trying to kill them the whole time. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill you guys. And Morgan's like, no, we don't have to do it this way. We can be better. I'm Momo, and I know what's going on, and I try and help people, even though I'm crazy. And I just murdered 3,000 dudes on the previous season of The Walking Dead when I was cool. Momo's cool. Well, uh, yeah, but he doesn't really step up for the same. Yeah, and they got like they got scenes with this uh, this girl by the name of Althea, who's you know pretty cool character. She's pretty badass, but like she has a chance to kill this girl. And there's a scene where Morgan's like talking to somebody, like saying, "Oh, you can't kill her," and she's like standing in the background with like a shotgun wound in her chest, and everybody's like in fight stance and like everyone had to pause like it was some type of improv comedy set while two people are having a conversation, and they literally could have killed her so many times and they just didn't and it really lost a lot of my respect for that show so there is my fear of the walking dead ramble you can take it or leave it but i think you should take it and not waste that many hours of your life like i did but you know what it's kind of fun to be like mad at that show that's true i mean it because it was a good show and you still are invested in the characters, but, like, the plot just gets really terrible. Yeah, but watch Z Nation because that's a nice, refreshing, like, jump in between, like, super serious, dramatic stuff all the time. Um, and just having a nice, big, funny gore fest. So uh, you can bounce around all that kind of stuff. And just so we can add music in here, zombies are also part of music there's Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Zombie. There's the Cranberry Song Zombie. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to move on to our next topic here, which uh, hopefully will be some other cool things. That's right. Well. Who's who's Will? Well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Let's talk about viruses, shall we? The zombie virus and, like, how it can spread. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You want to talk about viruses? I would love to talk about viruses. First off, I would like to just say as a disclaimer, though, that I think the human race is a virus in itself (laughs) and feeds off this planet and just multiplies and multiplies and feeds off its host until we eventually drain it dry and kill it like a regular virus does. Just saying. I wonder if the zombie virus is a virus that will that is supposed to cleanse and eradicate the virus of the human race. 
it, it could be that's that's exactly it is mother nature just fighting back trying yeah. to balance shit out um and that's a really interesting thing about zombies and going aside from you know zombies and pop culture and where they kind of originate from uh one thing we want to chat about is is yeah viruses and not even just uh viruses but how an infection of some sort viral bacterial fungal um could spread to the entire population of the world somehow and even if it you know, for instance, only exhibited some of the symptoms of real, you know, television zombie style. So let's say rabies decided to mutate and all of a sudden was immune to the vaccine. That's and right. all of a sudden rabies gets the push of all the environmental variables that need to be in place in order for something like the Spanish flu to kill 50 million people in three years. So Look at look at something like that. We the Spanish flu killed more people than the bubonic plague, and you know, thank God that we have all kinds of new stuff for it. For those of you who don't know, Spanish flu is also the first, was basically the first time humans dealt with H one N one or the avian flu, um, which we've all talked about at some time. But uh, yeah, so like even even birds, the avian flu, birds can bring us the zombie virus if if you know all the the things in the universe line up and make it so. Yeah, and I've heard that, like, so, you know, influenza by itself or, like, rabies by itself couldn't necessarily cause a widespread epidemic that could take over the world. But if, like, rabies um, and influenza uh, kind of melt together and rabies becomes airborne instead of transferable by, like, saliva. Yeah then there might be a problem. Or even to put a new twist on a little bit of modernization here, let's uh, let's talk about Greta Turnberg for a minute. I'll just throw her into this. And let me tell you why. I see I see that look of skepticism on your face right now. I see it. Um, but let me tell you, climate change mm-hmm. is, is a huge factor. Every time a little piece of ice melts, there might be some bacteria or fungal thing which has been locked away for millions of years that unbeknownst to us, we don't have any type of defense for and with just the way transportation and how everything works today and how close quarters and how big populations and uh, centers are, it wouldn't take much for something to get loose and then just bounce around plane to plane to plane as, you know, totally. assuming it didn't uh, get contained right away. Totally. And one of the characteristics of like a good virus is that a good virus wants you to stay mobile long enough to like infect other people. Exactly. So rabies is like that. Rabies um, keeps you mobile and the zombie virus would do that too. Like it keeps you like moving and your motor functions moving and it makes you want to eat human flesh and pass along the disease. Absolutely. So like it's pretty hardcore virus. Yeah, the um, CDC even, um, well, they say like they don't, they know that what they think they know um, that there's not really anything that they know of that can reanimate the dead. They actually have a zombie preparedness survival guide, yeah. uh, which you can download on their website and we'll put a link to it on our, uh, on our um, social sites as well. Totally. Yeah. So you can check out the CDC. I guess they kind of treat it like any other national emergency, like yeah. a hurricane or a flood. You just basically want to have like, Food and water and 
just be able to be prepared and like yeah. have supplies and like survival stuff, sur- basic survival stuff, like anything else. Yeah, and that's a, it's actually a genius marketing ploy by them to kind of get this information out into the hands of people who might not read it otherwise. They're like, oh, you know, an earthquake's not going to hit. I'm not going to get a Katrina in my lifetime. It's like, damn, motherfucker! Like, there's been crazy earthquakes and hurricanes, like everything's just building up as climate change happens. We have no idea what's going to happen with the planet. We haven't been around that long to even know what could happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having that, uh, having that survival guide really just is what you should have in place for anything, whether it be a viral zombie infection, whether the sun puts off this weird gamma ray that decides to reanimate all of our dead somehow with this crazy solar radiation, or if, all of our water is poisoned by voodoo uh, priests, witch doctors that are wanting to control us all. Basically, be ready for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. That's having what having all this stuff will, will go well. And I know there's a ton of zombie-like survivalist um, dudes out there, and especially in the States. of uh, I think there's one called Zert, the Zombie Emergency Response Team. Oh. And they're basically a bunch of gun aficionados that pride themselves on being prepared for the apocalypse and having little bunkers and places where people can go and like these little mini arsenals and uh they even make like bullets that like explode a certain way yeah just just for zombies and things like that so i think it's good to uh be a little bit prepared for that kind of stuff um if you were going to okay so so check this out work with me here work with me here the year is 2021 Okay. And a viral outbreak of the zombie virus has infected three quarters of the population. Wait, with next that. year. That's right. <laughs> the year next after year. next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year after next. It's okay. In two years. We should have known it was before the day after tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Anyways, um, the hell was I talking about? The year is 2021. Oh, my God. It is. Everything we know has been destroyed. There are little groups of humans spread across the entire world, fighting to survive. And over here, we have Zoe Valentine, the first valiant survivor. She has just awoken from a coma, just like Rat. What? What is the first thing you do? He doesn't even like that. <laughs> Listen, this is 2021. <laughs> Oh my god! He's been really ravaged by time. So let's say you're, you're like Rick Grimes. You wake up out of a coma, and all of a sudden the entire world's gone to shit. Um, what's 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 going to be on your mind? What's the what's the first thing you're going to do once you come to terms with the fact that zombies are eating people and they're okay. around? Well, first of all, whenever I've imagined this scenario, it's like I wake up tomorrow in my house and there's like a zombie outbreak outside. I mean, if if it was the apocalypse and there were zombies everywhere, I would find a weapon. Start killing them, find resources, find a place to live, get a roof over my head, kill as many zombies as possible, stay away from other humans. What's your uh, weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? I would say something that I could like, like a dagger, something that I could easily put into a zombie head and pull out really fast. Like when I see people with axes banging an axe into a zombie head and then like trying really hard to pull it out yeah it seems like a lot of work seems like a waste of time or like a katana like michonne has would be cool you could just slice their heads off yeah gotta keep that sharp though i'm sure she sharpens that like three hours a day just to keep that edge she would have to yeah and slices zombies pretty good 
Yeah, how about you? I would uh, probably use my wrecking bar that I have, which is like a little mini crowbar, because um, I can put it on my hip. Again, it's easy to take in and out. There's no serrated things on it. it. Can open doors for me, get me into places that I need to. It's light. It doesn't take ammo. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully my dog doesn't bark. Hopefully. Yeah. Have to keep your fingers crossed on that one. Absolutely. Well. Got anything else? I think that's good. I think we covered a lot of. All things zombie. Well, to rip off Josh and Chuck, if you want to know more about zombies, <sighs> head over to their website because I'm sure they would love to have you. But we want to have you on our social media. So we'll post links to all that stuff that we were talking about, um, a bunch of really cool things and uh, little different articles and ideas and that survival guide to the CDC. And, uh, yeah, make sure you check us out on your socials. If you liked our podcast, do us a favor, review it on Apple. Yeah. Maybe give us a share too. tell your friends. And uh, if anyone would like to do any sort of like promo swaps with us, if you're an artist or you have a podcast and you think we're cool and we think you're cool, just like send us an email. Artists and different kind of people, podcasters, even music. So send us an email, spooky to us podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>